Good evening. Good evening, and thank you so much for tuning in to Far Rock Live here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Shirley, and tonight we have with us a special guest, R&B artist, Mr. Phil Perry. Phil Perry is a highly sought-after studio and concert vocalist because of his unique jazz and R&B vocal style. He is also a gifted and exceptionally talented songwriter. And he's on the line. One moment. Good evening, Mr. Mr. Perry. Mr. Perry? Hello? Hello, Mr. Perry. Yes. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? I am fine. Thank you so much for calling in. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. My pleasure. And we appreciate you taking time out to spend with us tonight, and we're so honored to have you here on the show. Well, the honor is mine. I uh, I, I got this uh, information, as you well know, through the record company. You came very highly recommended. They asked me, uh, because I had rehearsals going today, because I have a show uh, uh, Saturday mm-hmm. in Houston with Alita Adams and Unam and myself oh, for the Texas Jazz that? Festival oh, the, in oh, Houston. The jazz festival. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, you, de- you definitely have a busy, hectic schedule this year. Yeah, but you know, I, I'm so blessed to even be as busy as I am. I really, I'm not complaining. I'm really very thankful. Indeed, as well you should be. I had a chance to attend your show in Charlotte over the past weekend. Oh, that's right. Did you have a good time? Oh, I must say it was terrific as usual. And one of the things that I really appreciate about you as a performer is how involved you are with the audience. You're very interactive with the audience. Well, if, if, if you make it just a concert where you're the focus all the time, it, it gets kind of stale. And there's there are not a lot of outlets for you to to investigate in an approach like that. I like to make it an interactive kind of concert. And you do, and you do that so well. Because I really like the fact that also you met this young saxophonist outside the venue that particular yeah, night. That's right. <laughs> Can you tell us how that all came about? Sure. I was outside. It was it was before I was scheduled to appear, and. I happened to overhear this guy on the telephone, and he said, man, you'll never guess who's here, man. He said, Joey Somerville and Phil Perry, I can't believe that they're even here. He said, man, I would love to sit in with them. And he was trying to light a smoke, but he didn't have any any light. He thought he had a lighter in his pocket, Mm -hmm. and he didn't. So I gave him mine, and he didn't know who I was. He didn't recognize you. He didn't recognize me. So uh, he finished his conversation. I said, excuse me, brother, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to be eavesdropping, but I couldn't help it over here that you play horn. He said, yeah. I said, you got your axes with you? He said, I got my alto in the trunk of the car. I said, well, go get it and spit up your reed and come on and sit in with us. Wow. He said, are you a member of the band? I said, yeah, man. I'm a member of the band. Go get your axe, spit it up, warm up, and when we call you, be ready. And you saw that when I called him, he was ready. He was ready, and that says a lot about us being, if we have a talent or a gift like that, we're supposed to always be ready, and this young man was ready in season and out of season. Suppose he hadn't been, that would have been an opportunity of a lifetime that he would have missed out on. Exactly, and he was so flabbergasted because he had to sit through a couple of songs that I did before I did uh, People Make the World Go Wrong, which mm-hmm. is the song that, that he sang in on. And uh, he had no idea who he was talking to outside, <laughs> you know. And after the show, what got me the most was after the show, as people were filing out, he walked up to me and he hugged me. And he wouldn't let me go. And he was hugging me hard. Wow. You know, and, and I could tell 
just in his embrace how much it meant to him. Oh, no doubt at all. And that must have been quite an awesome moment for you as well. It was very moving. Indeed. And and for any for for your blog listeners who just didn't happen to be in the area at the time, it was really something that they would have had to witness to understand. Absolutely. I mean, this kid hugged me like I was walking off to war. <laughs> you know? And I told him, I said, I know that you appreciate it, brother. Now let me go. You heard my ribs. Let me go. <laughs> but he and he was, you know, he was so respectful. Yeah, yeah. Which is such a delight, especially in today's society. Oh, indeed. And, and so nice. And he asked me, I said, he said, uh, is there anything you could tell me, man, to make me a better player? Mm-hmm. I said, well, you might want to consider switching from synthetic reeds to natural reeds. Mm-hmm. He said, you could hear me and tell me that I was playing with a synthetic reed? I said, yeah. He said, what kind of ears you got? <laughs> you know you how I answered? You gifted to pick up on that, huh? No, 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 no. You just have to be around it. He asked me, what kind of ears you got? I said, the kind you're going to have if you stay diligent and stay focused and stay a student of the game. And that was the last thing I said to him. Wow, that's phenomenal. Well, I'm going to give the listeners a chance to call in and speak with our guest tonight, who is R&B vocalist Phil Perry. The number to call in is 347-202-0207. And also, the chat room is open, so if you want to send an electronic question or comment, the chat room is now open as well. All right. So tell me, Mr. Um, Perry, how important is it for us or to help lift up someone, such as you did with that young young man? Well, I I mean, I, I certainly can't suggest that my response to that question encompasses everyone. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's very important because <clears throat> I wouldn't get the opportunities today that I receive were it not for people allowing me to develop and hone my craft with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's, it, it's, you know, back in the 30s and 40s, it was nothing for unknown musicians to be able to sit in with legendary musicians and really learn something, really learn their craft, really learn the idiosyncrasies of performing, especially with an instrument, but but also, you know, as a vocalist, you know. It's, it's really important, not only for the development of the younger individual, it, it, it's, it's important for the rooting and the grounding of the older individual. Absolutely. It's it's always important, you know what I mean? It's always important to reach back and do that. I think when you lose, when we as a society lose sight of the importance of reaching back and nurturing and developing and honing talent in our youth, then society will have gone down a couple of pegs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's what it takes sometimes, you know, ordinary people doing extraordinary things and giving back to the community. And well, I think you give me more credit than I deserve. I don't think it was that extraordinary. The young brother wanted to, he wanted to play. And I could hear in his voice that he wanted to play. So if, and I imagine what prompted me to do what I did was I saw a lot of myself in him. Mm-hmm. I saw the thirst. I thought, I saw and heard the thirst in his eyes and his spirit. I knew he wanted to sit here. I had heard him tell tell one of his buddies he couldn't believe that we were in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And he was watching it as it was going on, and he still couldn't believe it. And I know how that feels. Right, and no doubt at all that was an extraordinary opportunity for him. Yeah, you know, but but it was also an opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. It was an opportunity for me to do the right thing Absolutely. and to be about some of the things that that I'm asked the importance of in my life. It's important to give back. It's important to reach up and try to nurture and elevate. It, it's important to encourage. It's important to inform. All of the things 
I just mentioned encompass growth, and you don't grow without them. Absolutely. I mean, you don't grow in music or in life without them. Absolutely. You know, you don't, you don't, you you never reach that next level or that that next goal if if you're not committed, if you're not developed, if you're not honed, if you're not nurtured. Sometimes, if you're not pushed at it. And that's definitely what it takes, especially for a lot of the youth today, someone to show just a little bit of interest in them and give them the attention and the push that they need to grow and develop to move up to the next stage in life. Yeah, it's just, you know, I'm sure, see, you looked at it, you have to understand, you you looked at it from a different perspective. You watched it happen. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I mean? And if, if, as you recall, I gave a synopsis of what had happened outdoors. You did. Okay. But now, look at it from our perspective. Nobody knew this kid. Nobody. None of us are from, from North Carolina, so none of us knew this kid. Mm-hmm. But we immediately sensed the urgency in him to show what he could do. I mean, if you're a musician, you feel that. You know what that is. Mm-hmm. And the first thing it does is remind you of yourself. <laughs> and the next thing it does is remind you of the responsibility. Absolutely. Okay. If, if nobody says it, I appreciate what you've done for that young Yeah, guy. I mean, it, you just, you, you recognize the opportunity and responsibility that's at your feet at that moment. Absolutely. It's kind of like it's kind of like in the Bibli- in older biblical days being tested of God. Okay? To see if you'll do the right thing. Well, it's it's basically the same thing only in a musician's life. That was God seeing how thankful I was for the opportunities that I had to grow and if I was going to be a righteous kind of man and allow a young man to develop and hone and sharpen his talents on my stage. Absolutely. And it's so wonderful that you were tuned into the spirit to recognize that God um, opportunity to do that. And to be well, you know, uh, any opportunity, whether we view it or not, is heaven sent. Mm-hmm. Now, what keeps it on the straight and narrow is what you do with it or what you don't do with it. Absolutely. And again, the number to call in if you have a question or a comment for Phil Perry is 347-202-0207. And so talk to us about your CD. Well, the new CD is called Ready for Love. Uh, For people who are familiar with my work, they know that I believe in romantic music. So, it's a recording that encompasses a lot of different moods of love, a lot of different stages of love. It's it's the kind of record that reminds you about special days. It's the kind of record that reminds you of rising above certain situations if you're in love. It, It reminds you of rising to a certain level for love. Love is all-encompassing. There's a whole lot more ways to say it other than I love you. Everybody says that. And we use it so frequently and so haphazardly till sometimes the significance of the three-word phrase is lost. Absolutely. And we're going to hear a little bit of that soundtrack, and the song in the background is the title of the CD, which is Ready for Love. Ready for Love. Take a listen. Love, love, love. 
CD was just released um, this month, was it? That's right. That's correct. And if the listeners would like to get a copy of the CD, they can either go to your website, which is? Which is www.philperry.net. Or they can email me at pepsongs, one word, at aol.com. Okay, thank you for that information. And again, the number to call in if you have a question or a comment for Phil Perry is 347-202-0207. So I understand you did some acting in a stage play a while ago. Yeah, I used to do gospel plays. Uh, and so I, I've done that on several occasions. I've, I've been in maybe four or five different productions. Um, I tried my hand at acting, and, and I like it, mm-hmm. and I think I'm pretty good at it, but my first love is really music. You and know? I certainly understand why that is. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a whole, it takes an entirely different discipline. You know, I, I can remember lyrics once I put the melody to it. It's much more difficult to remember lines when you don't have music to lean on. Absolutely. But I've been told by people I would consider successful actors that I could turn the corner and go down the acting avenue fairly easily. And what they, to an individual, what they list is the passion. Say so we see the passion in you. You make us feel what it is that you're that that the character is feeling at the time. Right. Yeah, you know yeah. which, and if that's <laughs> excuse me, if that's true, I, I certainly learned that through the music business, and how important it is to wear a lyric when you sing it, like you would wear your favorite trousers or your favorite shirt. You know mm-hmm. that that every word and every syllable of every word has significance only if you give it significance. Mm -hmm. Only if you make people feel where you're coming from in the delivery. So So I'm just a student of of that game as well. You know, I try to to develop things that uh, develop interests that I've had over the years. and, And hopefully if I continue to get the opportunities, I should be okay. Oh, no doubt you will. If you had the opportunity to perform with anyone else on earth, who would you? Who would that person be? Any anyone else that I wanted to perform with? Wow. Uh, gosh, I, I would have to include Smokey Robinson, hmm. just because. He's one of the voices that I identified with in my youth that made me want to become a better singer. Um, who else? Diana Krall, because I think she has a uh, a very interesting way of becoming the song that she's singing. Oh, she does. Um, and she I. She epitomizes what you were just describing as absorbing yourself into the song. Yes. Yes, I totally agree. Rochelle Farrell and I have had the opportunity to do shows together, but I'd like to record with her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there are people uh, in my past that I would like to record with. Uh, Barbara Weathers from Atlantic Star. Mm-hmm. She's a wonderful vocalist, and she had an innate ability to make make you believe everything she said too. Lisa Fisher, because she sounds like a like a an angel to me. Wow! You know, she sounds surreal, not of this world to me. Mm. Um, and closer to home, I think I'd enjoy doing another duet with my wife, because there's an intimacy that we share that reveals itself when we record together that I don't have the opportunity to experience with anyone else. As well, that should be. And she is one dynamic woman, I'll tell you. Yeah, she is. She's, she's certainly the best part of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They say behind every good man is a dynamic sister. And she, they're exactly right in this case. 
And yeah, she's she's everything I could ever ask for. And that's quite a tribute. And so we're going to take a listen to another song off the CD. And okay. this one is called uh, Shine On Me. Okay. Shine On Me, one of the songs off the new CD by Phil Terry entitled Ready for Love. That's a nice little snippet that you did. You grabbed that chorus real nice. <laughs> Thank you. So I understand you have a cruise coming up on um, the early part of next year. Do you want to talk about That's that? That's correct. It's for our foundation. It's for a foundation that my wife and I have called the Phil Lil Foundation. Uh, it's a educational uh, facilitation, facilitative facilitative foundation and we uh, promote literacy okay, because a lot of people in this the digital age kind of take for granted that everybody can read <laughs> and that's not the case yeah and it's unfortunate we don't read enough and we don't teach my wife is a long time educator and there are statistics of the percentage of individuals that earn a high school diploma that only read at a 7th or 8th grade level, that's staggering. It is indeed. It's staggering. And, you know, things. The, we're, we're in a very interesting time in our society, in the history of civilization. We're, we're at the dawn of the digital age, and it can go one way or another. We can go forward and go ahead another 150 or 200 years, or we can fall behind at this juncture and take another 100 years just to get back here. And so, ultimately, what you're faced with is is dealing with literacy head-on and, and dealing with it head-on in a rational, uh, incomposited way. By that I mean not waiting for the teachers union or the American uh, Federation of Teachers or the American Teachers Academy to determine that we're in trouble. Not not waiting for any of the entities that effectively run education in the United States to decide that there's a problem. Mm -hmm. To to be actively and enthusiastically involved in promoting the literacy mm. of our youth. Absolutely. And and where would you know that they could? That where what what significant showing? has the younger generation given you that they can read? They certainly don't speak well. Mm -hmm. Well, usually people that are well-read, it's reflected in the way they speak. Absolutely. Well, there you have it. Absolutely. Now, you know, I, I'm a parent. I have four kids. I, I know how sensitive it would be for someone that doesn't know your family or no, doesn't know your children to tell you, you, you might want to check on on the functionality of your child's reading skills. That, that's exactly what I'm suggesting. See, because, as I said earlier, we're in the dawn of the digital age, and we're either going to embrace the digital age and soar 
to our achievements? Or are we going to just barely miss the digital age and regret it for five generations? Well, these kids today are very technology savvy, so they're yes. capturing and embracing the digital age. And they're, they're very innovative. Oh, and, yes. and the proof of that is how they use the language that you, they use to text message. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's exceptionally abbreviated. Yes. But it, it certainly gets to the point, and it gets to the point pretty quick. Right. And that takes creativity. Oh, most definitely. A very creative way for them to communicate. Um, and as far as the infancy, uh, well, you're talking about the literacy uh, problem, that's all right. of our problems, and we all need to do what we can in our own communities and neighborhoods, you know, to pitch in and try to alleviate that. You know, one of the things that people ask me is, well, what what, what do you do? I mean, how, how do you know? And it's like, it, it, it seems so simple to me, but I have to recall that it seems simple to me because my dad enacted it when I was a kid. When I was a kid, we used to get the morning paper, okay? And it was important to my dad, who was happened to be a physical education supervisor, it was important to my father that I read well. So every morning I had to get the sports section out. And across the kitchen table, I had to read to him what the sports section said. Mm-hmm. And I had to read the whole sports section. Mm-hmm. I even had to read the box scores in baseball. And I had to, show, I had to tell him, you know, how, how many hits, how many errors, how many men were left on base. You know, if there were wild pitches how many pitch-outs there were in the game. I mean, box score used to be a whole lot more informative when I was a kid than it is now. Mm-hmm. But it requires you read to read, and that's all he wanted me to do. Absolutely. And you know what I mean? Say, yeah, and we're both were interested in sports. You, you understand what I mean? So it wasn't that I was reading something that was a drag for me to read. Okay. That definitely makes a difference. Exactly. So yeah. I, I would suggest that if you know your child, and you know what his interests are. Try to get some kind of daily or weekly publication and make sure that every day, four or five minutes of your child's day is dedicated to reading from that publication. Mm-hmm. Out loud. Because frankly, if they don't read it out loud, you don't know what their literacy is. Absolutely. If they don't read it out loud, you don't know if they have syllable, syllable, syllable identification problems. You don't know if they have the rules of vowels intact. You don't know if their enunciative properties of certain consonant pairings are adequate. I mean, just think now. The world is shrinking. We live in a digital age. They they may be conversing with someone on the Internet mm-hmm. that's from Czechoslovakia that spells an entirely different way than we spell and enunciates an entirely different way than we enunciate. Well, if you're not familiar with doing that, you'll never get it. Mm-hmm. You have to immerse them. We can't prepare them for the world that they live in today. They must be prepared for the world that they'll inherit. Absolutely, and what a world that's going to be. I'm telling you. Kids are so involved in, like, the video games and television, they rarely spend time and quality time reading. And, you know, that can start as young as infancy in a household when the parents take time to read to their kids, even if it's only a bedtime story at night. You know, that instills in them the love. That's the beginning, you know, of their desire to want to learn and to read more themselves. Well, I'm I'm just so I'm so blessed to have a wife that has a burden for the education of children. It was really it was really her insight for having been in the classroom for so long. Mm-hmm. Pretty amazing. And, she and when she shared her heart with me, I immediately fell in step. Because it's important to her. Absolutely. And she's in the classroom. And she teaches these kids every day. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we, we have a dilemma in California in that there's such a migratory mentality of of Latino influences in our country. And so when it's time for them to move on, especially migrant workers, farm workers, when it's time for them to move on, they just pick the kid up and when and they leave. And you don't know where that child is, A, and you don't know whether his education is being continued. Mm-hmm. And so every contact that you have as a teacher, it, it becomes very important to you. Right. And I'm I'm just honored that I would have a mate that would have a heart that would consider the plight of children that she doesn't know, mm-hmm. and it affect her as much as the children that she carried. Absolutely. And teachers have so much to contend with these days, you know, as you illustrated with the kids being um, moved about so often throughout the school year. And so well, not only are they moved about a lot, but our core family system is deteriorated. Mm-hmm. Well, it used to be a time if there wasn't a father in the house with the child, it was considered a rarity. Now it's considered normality. Almost 80% of children that are in grade school right now do not have fathers in the house. Now, let's just consider what that number represents. That means that 8 out of 10 kids have no one to call daddy when they go home. That means that 8 out of 10 boys miss out on important fraternal development in their youth because there is no dad at home. If there would be anything that I could talk to to my potential listeners about, it would be the need to secure the core family structure again. Mm-hmm. Because we've gotten away from it for about 35, 40 years now. Mm-hmm. And look where it's gotten us. Right. We absolutely have to restore the sense of community back into you the You've got to do it. Yeah, definitely. And if we don't do it, we have no one as a people. We have no one to blame for our plight but ourselves. Absolutely. And that's always been my contention that it's our responsibility to look out for our own people, our own families, our own children. And well, you know, if it's George Duke has a wonderful phrase. Mm-hmm. If it ain't right, it's wrong. Now, what's right about one parent? It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't have to be gender specific. Mm-hmm. What's right about one parent raising a child? Well, to, for balance, in the in the Asian culture, they believe in yin and yang, mm-hmm. and they believe that one is no more or less important than the other, and without both, you're not whole. Well, wouldn't that be a lovely concept to adapt to the family structure of North America? And look at the children that would be served by doing so. Right, because you said that, like, between 8 and 10 kids have no one to call daddy. No. From If you got 10, if you went to any grade school, any grade school in the United States, I'm not just talking about public school, I'm talking about private school, too, and pick Ten kids, eight of them would not have fathers in the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, that, to me, that's staggering. It is indeed. It okay? Is indeed. And and that's not the kind of, it's not a happy stagger. Mm-hmm. That's a stunned stagger. And in that because... Inter- and in that incident, it's important for especially single-parent households to build a network to reach out to other people to provide that gender-specific influence that that child needs, be it a, a single mother raising a single child, to find positive male role models where that child can emulate and learn how to grow into um, becoming a law-abiding, tax-paying uh, citizen. Well, I, you know, I know that adults know how to take care of it. Mm-hmm. The question is, do we? Absolutely. And if we don't, why don't we? And if we and, it's, and and the answers, unfortunately, are painfully obvious. It's not a priority to us. Unfortunately, and if we don't, who will? 
You know, well, just, no one will, and that's the whole point. Well, they have these babysitters now, you know, via TV, television, the video games. Yeah, but then, but you know, as as much as I embrace the digital age, I have skepticism about it. Mm-hmm. It certainly takes communicative skills completely away. Because if you can type, and they don't have to see you, and you don't have to talk to them, that's a buffer zone. Mm-hmm. And in the real world, when you go out and seek gainful employment, you have to be able to speak to people. One doesn't replace the other. Absolutely. But it starts, again, with literacy, which is why my wife and I felt a, a combined burden to start a foundation that deals with literacy. Absolutely. And if any of the listeners are interested in getting more information about that foundation? They can come to www.philperry.net and click on Foundation, and it'll take them right to the Phil Lill Foundation. Okay, and we're going to take a break, maybe a one- to two-minute break, and I'm going to give the listeners another chance to call in, and as well as go to the chat room. The call-in number is 347-202-0207, and our guest today is Phil Perry. And I'm going to, while you take your break, I'm going to go ahead and play a few more clips of uh, some songs off your CD. And this next one is Strings of Love, and we'll be back online in about a minute and a half. Perfect. Thank you. That is absolutely the song. (laughs) In the meantime, while I wait for our guests to come back on the line, the number to call in to speak with R&B vocalist Phil Perry is 347-202-0207. The phone lines are now open as well as the chat room. So if you'd like to send an electronic message or question, the chat room is open now as well. And I'm back. Excellent. So can we look forward to a video of this news? Hold on just a second, please. Okay, sure. I'm sorry, I'm back. Oh, that's okay. Can we look forward to a video of the CD anytime soon? Uh, well, there, there there may be an opportunity for me to do a video. I can't say exactly when, mm-hmm. but I can say that there there may be an opportunity to do one. Yes. That would be very nice. And it would be nice. Comes to fruition in the very. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything else you'd like our listening audience to know about you? Uh. 
No, no, I just, uh, I, I just want to let them know how proud I am of this recording and how proud I am of uh, Chris Big Dog Davis about the job that he did. He did a wonderful job. He's, re he's produced the last three uh, recordings that I've done, and he's really a wonderful guy. Excellent. And the music sounds the way it does because of uh, of his diligence and his perseverance and his work ethic. He's a wonderful guy. And uh, and for your uh, for your listeners and for your fellow bloggers, let me just say if they like romantic music like I do, uh, I think they'll they'll find a multitude of things in Ready for Love that they can relate to. Musically, it's uh, it's really very, very nice. Well, it's certainly perfect music to be listening to here tonight in Durham, North Carolina, with the way it's been raining quite heavily all day. Wow. Well, we could use some of that rain in Southern California, believe me. <laughs> or, is this the Santa Ana season for you guys out there now? Well, uh, not officially, but it's been pretty dry lately. Mm -hmm. It's been pretty dry, so... We uh, we could always use the rain in Southern California. Of course. So your next um, performance is going to be... It's going to be on Saturday uh, in Houston, Texas, for the Texas Jazz Festival with Olita Adams and UNAM. So any listeners out there in the Houston, Texas area, please stop by. Come on by. We'll make it, make it a, more of a party than it's going to be. <laughs> no It'll doubt be a lot of fun. No doubt about it at all. I'm going to go ahead and play another song off the um, CD, and I think this one is called Desire. Yes. Great tune. Great tune. Good hook. Uh, and uh, that's a, another one of the songs on the, on the CD that really shows the fluidity of musicianship uh, from Chris Davis. He's, he's really a wonderful guy. I cannot sing his praises enough. Now, is he uh, the arranger or is he playing an instrument? He is not only the producer, but he's the primary arranger. Okay. And he, he composed and performed the rhythm sections of all of the songs that are represented on Ready for Love. Okay. Well, we'll take a listen to Desire. Desire off of Phil. It's a nice little snippet. <laughs> That's a nice little song. I'm telling yeah, you, all, thank you, you need to go out and get that CD entitled "Ready for Love" by Phil Perry. So tell us, what do you do to unwind after such a hectic schedule, being on the road so long? I enjoy my home. I enjoy being at home. I enjoy my surroundings. I I love being at home. When I'm not on the road, or if I'm not working or composing, I love being at home. I'm a homebody. That is so good to know. It's no place like home. And no place at all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no place at all. When, when you spend as much time as I do in hotels, eating hotel restaurant food, mm -hmm. sleeping in strange beds, Believe me when I say, you, you really miss the comforts that are created for you in a home. Mm -hmm. The little things that we take for granted when we're home and we miss them like crazy when we're away. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There's, there's no place like, Dorothy had it right, there's no place like home. 
Absolutely. And listeners, again, you can call in at 347-202-0207 if you'd like to speak with our guest, R&B vocalist, Phil Perry. And so you have children, I take it? Yes, we have four. Four. And what what Yes. Is? Uh 22, uh, 20, 19, and 16. Nice ages. Yes. And quite a challenging age group as well. Yes. They thought it was bad with the terrible twos, huh? <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the terrible twos are only terrible to people that, that don't have to deal with the twos. <laughs> The well, people that have to deal with them on a repetitious basis, they get kind of used to it, and, and they pray that it hurries and passes. <laughs> and then we get to the teenager years. Exactly. I, I raised three teenage boys as a single parent, so that was quite a handful right there. You have my blessing, dear. <laughs> you have my blessing. And but, you know, it's like anything else. You, you, you just kind of roll up your sleeves and, and do the best you can. Absolutely. And have to accept the fact that you have the children that you have, not the children that you wanted. Indeed, because they are their own individual people. Yes, people yes, they are. Big people <laughs> with their own minds. So we have about 13 minutes remaining on the show. I'll give okay. you another opportunity to call in if you'd like to speak with R&B vocalist Phil Perry. The number to call in is 202, I'm sorry, 347 202-0207, and again, the chat room is open as well. And uh, I think I'll play another little snippet from the Okay, that'll be fine. And this one is Why, Why, Why. Featuring Selena. She did a great job on this song. everywhere I look there's a song in everything I hear I just have to kind of remove myself and focus on the direction of what it is that I want to say mm -hmm. I first identify what it is that I want to say and then build a story around it that's quite an extensive process mm, not really it's it, it may be expensive to someone who's just starting the compositional journey no, I mean extensive, extensive, not, not extensive. No, 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 no. It's it, it's not that extensive. All, all you have to do, like I said, is identify that which you'd like to talk about, mm -hmm. and 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 really identify what the core is, what the core subject matter is, and build a story around it that's inclusive of the potential listener. To me, that's the most challenging part: is making it inclusive of the listener. That so that it doesn't become so personal mm -hmm. that no one can relate to it. Right. 
And if it and if and it does though, I'm just hypothetically speaking here. If it mm-hmm. doesn't come across as inclusive to the listener, you definitely portray that when you're performing live. Right. When you well, I, you know, but my live performances are so much different than the constraints in a studio that you work under. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever you're in a studio, you're under a time constraint. And so when I'm live, it's free. That No one can rewind it and check it out and see if I made a mistake with a lyric or something like that. So you learn with a flow. And you and in in the studio, you try to capture the magic of the moment and the story. Mm-hmm. In a live performance, you try to capture the right flow. Okay. Well, we have it, I guess it really all starts with the content and what you do with it and how you take it from one level of recording to the next level of performing. performing. And we I have mean, they, you use some of the same disciplines, but they're pretty unique in what they require, you know, and they both require a, a very serious focus. It's difficult to do a recording, <coughs> excuse me, and, uh, <coughs> and do... Uh, live performances at the same time because the disciplines are so varied and so different, you know, makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. But it's fun and it's challenging and I certainly like doing it. Right. And of course, if you want to mesh with that particular role, you definitely need to be focused 100%, focus all your energy on that one thing, that one project. Well, you know, like, like some people say, I, I'm I'm just not that smart. I don't multitask that well. So <laughs> whatever that, it is I that I'm doing, that I really do need to focus on, you know. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> or just have a conversation with my wife. Believe me, you'd believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to do that because we're planning on getting her on the show too. <laughs> she's uh, she's really a wonderful lady. I'm, I'm very blessed to have her in my life. And indeed you are. And we have about seven minutes left to the show, so call in. The number is 347-202-0207, and the chat room is open. If you'd like to get a call in or a question or a comment, or just say hey to R&B vocalist Phil Perry. And let me see, how about another place and another time? Okay, go right ahead. Goodness, I'm just having all kinds of visions going through my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> well, see, that means that as that means as a composition, it did its job. It took you out of the environment you were in and no put doubt you in about that it. environment. Absolutely. <laughs> 
So we have about four minutes left to the show. Um, right. Is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know about the upcoming cruise? Uh, yeah, uh, they can go come to the uh, they can come to the website and click on uh, uh, foundation, farewell foundation, and get cruise information. Uh, I'll be I'll be on the cruise. I'll be doing a show, and we're we're going to try to have some people there that are are going to give some information out about certain things. Sometimes about health. Sometimes about job opportunities, sometimes about finances. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to encompass a lot of things on a cruise. But, you know, for our cruise, it's really a Phil Perry fan cruise. Mm-hmm. Okay? And once they're there, then we introduce them to the foundation. Okay. And let them know. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun. being informative with the workshops. Yeah, you know, it's it's... It's just a nice three-day weekend to get away mm-hmm. in the middle of the winter and, and be in a different environment, be away from home, be on a cruise ship, Absolutely. enjoy that, that side of life, that, that cruising kind of thing. You know, a lot of us don't like to be on boats uh, of that magnitude because we're in a body of water that we, we can't drink all of. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really is kind of relaxing and, uh, and it's a nice way to network and meet people. Oh, yes, indeed. And so you know, some of the ports of call uh, are where? Oh, you, you, they'd have to, you'd have to refer them to the, to the, uh, to the website the for website. them to get that information. Okay, not a problem at all. And, okay. Okay, thank you for that information. I think it's the Bahamas, if I'm not mistaken, but okay. it, it, it could be some, it, we could be stopping somewhere else. I'm not really sure. Okay. And so being in California, do you have to, like, fly to Florida or something, or do you... Correct. Okay. That's correct. So we have... We usually have a three-day cruise. In the past, we've gone down to uh, Ensenada, Mexico. Mm Mm-hmm. And we thought it would be a good idea to incorporate a lot of our East Coast listeners. And uh, my wife thought that it would be a good idea to, uh, to leave out of Florida and go to the Caribbean to the Bahamas, mm-hmm. and I, I agreed. You know, she, she's always full of ideas, mm-hmm. and 99.99997% of the time, they're good ideas. So <laughs> I've, I've learned over the years that when she has an idea, I, my ears should perk up, Definitely and I should be attentive. Well, she's a smart woman indeed, no doubt about that. So, Phil, we have about one minute left. Uh, to the right. show, and I'll give you the last few minutes, whatever you'd like to say to the listening audience, I'll give you the last 90 seconds to do so. Well, what I'd like to tell your audience is if they have uh, if they have a soft spot in them for romantic music, if they remember a time when music was more a backdrop to our lives as opposed to just entertainment, then I think the, the CD Ready for Love is certainly for them. Uh, when they come and visit my website, they'll be able to hear little snippets of uh, various pieces of material that were recorded on Ready for Love. I just want them to listen to the music. You know, the the, the music will kind of take care of itself. It, it will it will seek and continue to develop its own audience. I'm just excited about it because I love romantic music, and I hear a void in the airways of radio now of romantic music. So I'm trying to fill the void. I want to thank you for the opportunity that you've given me to converse with your bloggers. And I wanted to ask you a question before I got away, and that was you came to the show in Charlotte. Now tell me what your reaction of the show was. Oh, I thought I made that perfectly clear in the opening. I was, it was absolutely phenomenal. And like I said, I really appreciate the way that you interact with the audience and just giving that young man the opportunity to come up and perform on stage with you. I mean, that really moved me because I've never witnessed that before. Well, you know, like I said in the in the interview, it happened all the time in, in old school days. Mm-hmm. But we seem to have gotten away from the nurturing side of our society. And I think if there's anything that we need to address, we we need to to willingly be a little more vulnerable and try to lift 
the spirits of the ones under us. Absolutely. And you've demonstrated that so eloquently, and I am so honored that you agreed to do this show, Mr. Perry. And may you It's my pleasure, believe me. It really you, is. And, my, and may you and your wife and your family and your foundation continue to prosper and be successful. Well, and thank you. We received that. Thank you so much. And thank you so much. You have a blessed evening. And you the same, dear. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. And that was R&B vocalist Phil Perry joining us tonight. This is your host, Shirley. You've been listening to Far Rock Live on Blog Talk Radio. And the song in the background that's playing is from his CD, Ready for Love. Don't only go to the site and listen to it. Go out and buy a copy of it and not the bootleg copy. Go get the real thing. Have a blessed evening.